0: come on down it's the if is right <laughs> the show is actually uh, it's actually called what the if and among the what the ifs uh, scenarios every week the music is screwed up
1: Yep, that's right. That is part of the excitement of the if is what kind of music uh, are we going to get? It's that's like it's like Spotify right. for your podcasts.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, and, and and a lot of that is due to the operator, who is moi. And I, uh It's a learning. You know, it's funny. I uh, I worked at NASA, and it is a good thing I left. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I left. I think it's just, uh, you wouldn't want me on the controls. Uh, but let's get right to it. We have. Uh, uh some some great uh new shipments arriving. The Postal Service in the United States has is been a little bit burdened, uh overburdened, under you know, by uh both bureaucratic uh management problems and uh all the all the voting. It's just crazy, crazy that's crazy. That's yeah. And so um these messages did not come in the postal service whatsoever however we pretend they do and uh in and in, in we we hearken back to an older time when uh, we think of for instance the andy griffith show oh uh, yeah right when the mail would arrive and so we're going to the mailbag <laughs> wonderful uh, a shout out to all of you listeners by the way those of you who have written in in the past uh, we love you. Those of you who haven't written in, we we may love you, but uh, it depends may, on what... That's
1: okay, right. We may also despise you, though. So We may we despise you. On. So
0: write in. Um, it's pretty much pass-fail, and I don't think anyone has ever failed the love test. So write in. You can send us uh, your own thoughts at uh, feedback at whattheif.com and on our website, whattheif.com. Right there on the front page, you can send us a message. And... Um, here's uh actually we have two things here the first one actually excuse me uh not directly a mailbag so to uh, so to speak um but a review mm-hmm. even better a review and we boy do we appreciate all of you who leave reviews because that helps us expand the audience helps more people get scientifically literate while goofing off <laughs> uh which is pretty much the style pretty of this show yeah. that's it and uh new review uh, five stars thank you Thank you. And this this review comes from the the username. I don't know the actual person's name. The username is Noetta, hmm. one zero zero four. What is no, Does Noetta ring a bell? Is that a uh, not that I know of. No. An no? ancient Greek god. We don't know. Um, someone who is opposed to ETA. I think it's someone who is against
1: against the ETA. Whatever that might be. Yeah.
0: ETA oh. against uh, estimated time arrival of ten o four. But uh, Noeta 104, actually, no, whoever you are, Noeta 104, uh, it says from the United States of America. Oh. It's very explicit on, on yeah. iTunes. So thank you very much on iTunes. All of you listening on iTunes, I invite you join Noeta. Noeta writes uh, Noeta, blah, 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 <laughs> Nevada. Nevada. Noeta's review is thus Entertaining. Thank you. That is the title. Entertaining. This is a lighthearted show that is very enjoyable and funny. It's nice to let minds run wild just to see where that leads. Oh. That sounds nice. That's nice. Let minds run wild. Ooh. That's what we do. And um, we also have a uh, uh, a message sent via our website. What about we get? Many, if not most of our, uh, the vast majority of our contact comes through the website. So again, yeah, I encourage whattheif.com yeah. right there in the... The, the homepage there, you know, on mobile or web or, or desktop, you can write us a message right there on the homepage. Um, and so this comes from a long time listener, and we really appreciate all of you long time listeners, long haulers, uh, to, to borrow a phrase. Chris Walker uh, from Vancouver, BC, I believe, uh, writes in, uh, now he, he was suggesting an if, uh, but, but it's also a question. Um, sort of a, a continuing follow on of our, our if last week, which was uh, about black holes. And um, the, what, what we said there was for, you explained, Matt, how in black holes, if you fall into a black hole, or I turned in, I ter- personally turned mm-hmm. into a black hole. Yeah. We'll ignore the fact that the co host suggested that the other co host turned into a black hole and therefore be unable to communicate <laughs> completely <laughs> uh, because no messages can come out. Nothing can come out of the black hole, including information. There's a lot of debate about that. Mm-hmm. But Chris, Chris asks, what the if Philip could communicate, in all caps, communicate oh. uh, from beyond the horizon of his personal sized black hole by encoding poetry <laughs> or Hawking radiation? So, what if I could communicate from within my black hole by encoding some kind of uh, something? And what he this is a sure. this is a, it's a very subtle, interesting uh, method. There's a lot stuff in here. And he just I'll finish it up. He says not information loss, but information creation. So I guess the thing is, could I? W- w- what's going on here? This is a, this is a wackadoodle one.
1: No, it's good fun. It's, um, so, you know, this goes back to the, the core problem of black holes, right? Is that they are black. Um, is that anything that crosses the event horizon cannot come out again. Right. Um, and the, as we talked about last time, there was, um, there's a couple of loopholes in that, as it turns out. As, as Stephen Hawking liked to say, black holes ain't so black, um, but you'd have <laughs> to do it in his machine voice. And I don't know, that, <laughs> exactly. I don't know how that goes. Yes.
0: Because
1: um, yes. uh, it turns out that um, uh, black holes give off a little bit of radiation called Hawking radiation um, right. that uh, appears by kind of a, a mysterious quantum process. Uh, and that if uh, for very small black holes, um, this actually leads to black holes evaporating over time, they kind of go poof. And the bigger Ooh. the black hole, the, the longer this takes. So small black holes just don't last very long. It's one of the reasons you don't have to worry about like CERN destroying the planet with a a tiny black hole. Um, and then that intersects with what's called the information loss paradox, um, which is many scientists can contend that information is, is conserved in the same way that matter and energy are conserved. Mm. So if that's the case, then when I chuck a copy, um, of Jane Eyre into a black hole, mm. uh, even if the book can't come out again, um, that information should have survived in some way. And then the question becomes, can we get the information out of the black hole even if we can't get the book out? So if you survive the process of turning into a black hole, um, which I should, well, unfortunately I should say seems somewhat unlikely.
0: Unlikely. Unlike, well, in my present form
1: in your present form that's right yes um yes. but assuming that you survive the process uh with some um remnant of your consciousness uh <laughs> and you decide to um make some documentary films while you're in there <laughs> yes.
0: mm-hmm. well you know some of my some <laughs> of my documentary projects have gone into black holes <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: perfect <laughs> um, so one of the well, I should say one of the ways you can think about Hawking radiation um, is that matter inside the black hole um, goes through this process called quantum tunneling and Ooh. appears outside the black hole by the magic of, of quantum physics, ah, right? So right, if you can think right. of part- individual particles as tunneling out. So if you think of it that way, then if you could encode your documentary. Into, I don't know, Morse code by a Siri. Actually, you'd probably use ASCII, right? Uh yep. <laughs> ASCII code um, for these neutrinos that are escaping. Um, and someone was very patient uh, because Hawking radiation is not very intense, right? Not a lot comes out. So you'd have to wait a very long time to encode an entire documentary film.
0: And um, it comes out in, in that robotic. Fred voice, (laughs) Um,
1: but if our, but let's say if you're um, the director of the film um, was waiting outside the black hole with a neutrino detector um, and got, you know, blip, 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 uh, and waited a very long period of time, then that might be um, a, a way for you to communicate.
0: Wow, and I would say I'd probably want to go with a podcast or some kind of audio-only thing because video, boy, would that be a, a lot of information to try to. There is definitely,
1: um, yeah, a, a quantitative problem here. Um, right. That's uh, if if you survived and if you were able to encode the Hawking radiation, it would still right. take a very long time to do.
0: Right. Right. All right. You know, uh, and and I do love this suggestion, and uh, so we will. I think we'll, we'll we'll put this in 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 on the on the big list, and uh, come back to this because I love the idea of maybe going through that process more, okay. uh, more completely of following out following how that works. Um, but now we get to the if of the week, inspired by the holiday that is coming up, and because. Uh, what what ha- w- the latest snafu with the music is that i cleared my cookies mm. and you know boy were they delicious so Thank probably
1: you can say you're we're a little hungry now because we're a little hungry
0: and we, i lost all my music tracks and so i am down to both bluegrass and game show <laughs> uh, and instead of i would love to put in spooky music but imagine spooky music and right. this week, if it. what the if? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> what the if? Zombies were real. Come on down, zombies. It'll take them a little while. <laughs> It'll. <laughs> Here come the zombies, and the reason we choose this is uh, Matt. Why don't you explain, maybe? Uh, it's. To those of us, I, I love talking to our audience outside the United States. I feel like it keeps, keeps me sharp. Um, is Halloween celebrated in other countries? Um, not much.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, enough that my, my experience has been that overseas people are aware of it, but they don't right. usually do it. And I actually just saw something uh, the other day at the um, mayor of some town in Italy, Um Saying that uh, he was not going to allow this stupid American imposition in his <laughs> town. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah, so, so he um,
0: just heard about Halloween. But-
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got um, yeah, so Halloween, um, All Hallows Eve, as they say, um, what uh, what used to be a uh, a ritual folks in the anglophone world did before All Saints Day um which was a particularly holy day so the idea was that um all of the evil spirits would come out the night before um and this gradually turned into people dressing up as those evil spirits um and that gradually as,
0: morphed- as you do as you do, do. <laughs> uh
1: and that gradually morphed into our current ritual of um dressing up and then going from house to house and demanding sustenance
0: that's yes, And it's a very, it's a lighthearted thing. I feel like there must be some connection between Halloween and carnival or Mardi Gras. Oh,
1: that's like a that. good question. Actually. I wouldn't be surprised if it was connected to the, um, the Mexican day of the dead as well. Um, oh, right. That's when I share some, some yeah. characteristics.
0: So it's a holiday where you dress up and scare in, scary, in uh, scary or sexy costumes. um uh, These days. Which is yeah. a whole new thing. Now, again, in Italy, Maybe, actually, if he understood this, the sexy costume part, I'm guessing it's be already
1: been more in favor of that. Yeah, that
0: could be. That's, well, that could just be every day, in Italy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, and skeleton, people dress up in skeletons, and uh, I went, this is the kind of kid I was. I don't know what this says, good or good, or I'll say it without judgment of myself. One of my costumes, uh, I I was often Superman. So that, oh, good. traditional, Not unusual mm-hmm. for a kid. Yeah. You know. um, and, uh, once or twice I was a cowboy, you know, um, but one year I, th- I maybe the first one that I created on my own, I was an IRS man. <laughs> and I, I thought that's scary. Now, how did I, ca- I mean, I was really young. I'm maybe it was my dad being audited. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, um,
1: I don't know. I'm really intrigued actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I went around with my, you know, so, so my, uh, it was real trick or treat. Um, uh, so, oh, although, boy, these days with the, the president not releasing his taxes, see that that would be maybe he's back. Taxmen will be back, but zombies.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the undead generally are popular. popular the undead ones, right? Um, and uh, zombies are nice. Zombies seem to have made a, a mark on popular culture in the way, say. Um, skeletons and specters have not. Um, and speaking of listeners outside the United States, it's worth mentioning that the, the word zombie and the concept comes from Haiti. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, so it's uh, the, the traditional spelling is actually Z-O-M-B-I, which gives a slightly different clue to sort of linguistic origin, right? Um, and exactly how the the zombie concept trickles uh, to the mainland United States is unclear, but certainly through um, uh, the Southeast and New Orleans, um, it creeps up. Um, but it now, creeps up. Creeps up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: but the general th- theme of zombies, right, is that it's still recognizable as a human body, right? It's got right. flesh and organs and such, um, it can move. It is fairly slow, right? There, there are exceptions. There, there is the fast zombie genre, say Twenty Eight Days Later. Um, <laughs> but idea. I think the the traditional the traditional Haitian zombie is is slow and soporific, and they're they're animated um, in order to do labor. Actually, is to to go like dig ditches and things, um, right? Uh, and that has that has survived generally. So if you think of the George Romero type zombies. Um, and I think uh, Romero added the um, wanting to eat your brains detail, too. I don't think that's a traditional part of the zombie. George Romero, great, um, great, uh, renowned film
0: director. Yeah. at um, Night of the Living Dead. That's, uh,
1: oh, yeah, that whole slew of them. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, right. um, Midsummer Tea of the Dead. Um, all <laughs> one
0: yeah, one of his lesser knowns. <laughs>
1: uh which are all basically the same movie over Actually, and
0: over. Me, me, yeah, that is the that is the that is the uh, homage to jane Eyre. <laughs> that's
1: <right>. yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, um but the uh the idea is that you know as animated dead is that somebody dies and then you do something to the corpse and it and it is able to move again and it does stuff and kind of cruises around right um and whether whether it's malevolent or not, I guess we can we can leave up in the air.
0: Well, they, they are are they I've never seen a benevolent zombie. Uh, I've mm. never seen any zombies fortunately in person, but in movies even. Um, so uh, for our listeners, put uh, to the brains Hello, brains of the internet <laughs> If you know of a, a benevolent zombie story. Uh, that would be very interesting. Um, um, it's tough. The closest I
1: can think of at the moment is um, uh, The Girl with All the Gifts, the book. And I think they made a movie as well. I don't know if you've read that. No. Um, that's, uh, I don't know. It's, they're not quite benevolent, but they're not... Uh, they're not out to well, actually they are out to eat your brains. Forget it. It's a great <laughs> book. It's, it's an interesting variation on the zombie story.
0: I can't, I can't well, say anymore
1: I, without giving spoilers.
0: I'm so um, poisoned by social media. I thought you said the girl with all the gifts.
1: Oh, um, that is uh yeah, that's the online version. Um right.
0: so, so but funny. the what so the what the if is mm-hmm. zombies are real. What would be how do uh, scientifically, how do we Uh, What would be the mechanisms? Uh, And this is what we do on this show, right? We sort of take a a fanciful idea or a horrifying idea (laughs) and say, well, what would be the real using known science so that we can learn some science Hmm. uh, that might be operating here? And so one thing I've heard is that, for instance, the zombie uh, myth may come from the fact that there is, there have been situations, it's very rare, but where some, there have been situations where people are buried, but they weren't dead.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. That happens all the time, especially in my house. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so that could that could be, right? It's just, um, you know, somebody hears a knocking from inside the coffin um, because they didn't, you know, poke the person enough yeah. before, before yeah. burying yeah. them.
0: Actually, there was a real news story, um, and I believe it's real. We should check Snopes again, but I, you know, it was in a legitimate news source uh, of uh, someone who um, a, at a, a funeral home, and they opened up the body bag, and the person was alive. No, dear. Yes,
1: so you know. Um, yeah, so happen. that's the thing, right?
0: all that has that only has to happen once in a cult
1: (laughs) that's right for a word word to get out and that story
0: will last a thousand years yeah that's
1: right or two thousand if it's jesus yeah
0: yeah Yeah. oh right Um, wow
1: the original zombie yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. wow um well we'll take that up at christmas okay yeah that's
1: a good idea or easter rather
0: um oh okay i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> oh, at christmas we could do miraculous birth that that'll be good too uh, yeah, well, yeah, oh yeah yeah, we can gonna...
1: totally do that um yeah. but the, so if we're trying to think about how the zombies could work um right. i mean the, the first thing we have to ponder is why corpses don't usually get up and move around correct right um yeah. this is something that i guess we don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about generally but it's worth it's worth noting um right. I think the the first thing to think about is that it takes energy to walk around. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. And in order to get energy, you need metabolism. Your cells need to be taking in food and oxygen and water and converting that food into adrenotriphosphate, ATP, which Whoa. then makes your muscles
0: contract. Adrenotriphosphate is what is that? Uh it is a
1: particular chemical. Um, everybody just says ATP. Um, and that's what actually is, is the the way that your body stores chemical energy. And when the ATP gets to your muscles, that's what makes your muscles contract. Therefore, okay. do stuff. Right? right. So it'll all come down to um it all comes down to that. Right. Can right. can your body make ATP and get the ATP to the muscles? Where so without
0: ATP, for instance, your the communication from the brain via the nerves or whatever uh, could get to the muscle, but without ATP, you couldn't do anything. About Nothing that.
1: would happen. That's right. right. Um, so you need ATP to do things like for your heart to beat, right? Because your heart is a muscle. Huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um,
0: so, so ATP is the fuel.
1: of, yep. the, of It is the, the little fuel pellets cells. of the cells.
0: Yeah. Wow. Cool. Um,
1: and it's... Um, a second, a second. Oh, yeah, so the problem with zombies, um, yeah. amongst other things, is that uh, they don't eat until they get to your brain, I guess, right? They don't have metabolism <laughs> uh, yeah. because, you know, they're dead. Um, so the the problem, you know, if you want zombies to walk towards you or yeah. towards, towards your enemies, probably, right? You want to point them at someone you don't like. Um, the problem is that they don't have the metabolism to generate the energy needed to get them to stagger over in that direction.
0: Right. By the way, just sub note: pointing zombies. I, I'm not even. I don't know that they follow direction very well. I mean, you might literally have to. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking just literally steering them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: Right. Um,
1: which should be fine. I have no no objection to that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we've got we've got some options here to try and make things work um one of them is the classic dr frankenstein which is that you can make muscles contract with electrical shocks okay right
0: and that's different than what i was talking about about the message from the brain
1: that's right well that's that's kind of faking the message from the brain um, because the message from your brain is an electrical signal um so we can do so this was you know discovered back in the 18th century by Alejandro Volta that he could make um, severed frog legs twitch uh, with electrical <laughs> shocks
0: wait so, so the guy the volt volts are named after yeah uh in that process discovered that he he was he was basically shocking frogs yeah, dead frogs De- right. dead frogs, okay hey.
1: yeah. fair enough. Um, So no frogs were harmed other than their death. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, And I should say, so it's those actually those experiments that inspires Mary Shelley to write Frankenstein. Oh, interesting. Um, Because there's this because there's this sense, you know, look, I can I can make the dead move with electricity. So electricity must be, you know, the literal spark of life. It has some kind of vital energy in it. Um, So that's what gets um, Mary Shelley thinking along those lines.
0: And how, how close in time are they? That, are they uh, both 15, 20 years, something like
1: that. I'd have to look up. The right.
0: yeah. yeah. Wow. Fascinating. Um, and so. Uh, but the zombies. Here's what seems to drive. And now also, by the way, in the audience, I'm sure there are far more knowledgeable. Um, um, uh, zombie aficionados and, actually, you know, truly deep people with deep knowledge yeah. of the myths and the comic books, and the Walking Dead, and,
1: and mm-hmm. all these stuff, and the yeah. movies,
0: and, and movies, and TV shows. Um, but uh, what seems to me is the common element is that there is a disease. There's some sort of parasite, right? There's a zombie. It, it, it's an infection mm-hmm. of some kind. Because here's the the, the key. Comp- one of the key components seems to be if the zombie bites you, you become a zombie. Is that right?
1: Yeah, and I should say that's. I think that is another Romeroism. Um, uh, the sense that, ah. uh, being a zombie is contagious and it's spread in that way. Um, right. if I remember right, his original, the very first one had, um, the zombies created by like a, you know, a, a meteorite falling from space or something, this, <laughs> um, uh, kind Check of thing, of the day, but it then it, it becomes, out. but then as you say, it gets, it gets reworked into this kind of, um, plague infection metaphor right? Where either it's spread by a bite or contact or sometimes just, you know, casual interaction. Um, but it's, uh, this is something we, uh, I think we see a lot in popular culture is this kind of, um, scientification of magic, right? The original Haitian zombie is a supernatural creation, right? It's it's a voodoo creation. Um, Uh and then I should say voodoo is not just the the kind of black magic people think about, but it's actually a, a whole rich system of um, uh, interaction with supernatural entities. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's originally a, a magic kind of thing, um, but then it gets reworked into this scientific version um, that for whatever reason is much more popular and people are more interested in thinking about. Yeah. Um, uh, the, but
0: it, uh, it's so interesting it. you say that because it's science. I mean, this is the interesting thing about science fiction mm-hmm. and, and I suppose modern take on horror or, you know, fantasy is uh, it's scientific, but they never. Re- I mean, another key aspect of zombie movies, the yeah. stories it seems to me is they never really go into that's it. Right. They generally
1: just gesture to it. Um, yeah. And that's um, I say that's not just zombies. So, for instance, one of the things that made um, Stan Lee's early comics. Uh, with Marvel, so interesting is that he did he came up with sciency type origin stories for his superheroes. So it used to be that superheroes, um, you know, Green Lantern found a magic lantern, um, Shazam found Greek gods that gave him powers. Superman was just an alien, um, but then uh, Stan Lee is like, well, gamma rays, cosmic rays. <laughs> Radioactive spider right he, he scientizes all of these things so they become I don't know more robust and more familiar yeah, um, yeah. but yeah the uh, and I should say the, uh, some of the infection metaphors for zombies we get these days um, are gestured at with like um, let's see here I think it was I am the, the Will Smith version of I am legend um, specifically said it was a version of rabies.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, as, uh-huh.
1: so as to explain sort of the, the aggressive behavior um, of the infected humans. That's actually that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good, one. That is a good
0: um,
1: one. And then in The Girl with All the Gifts that I alluded to already, um, they actually make a, a, um, uh, a really good effort to explain how this might happen. Um, and they use an existing fungus um, called cordyceps. Which is uh, which is creepy. <laughs> so it's a fungus <laughs> that infects ants, um, and in fact, or maybe insects generally, but definitely ants, uh, and actually turns them into little fungal zombies. That is, it, it destroys their nervous system and takes over their bodies, um, and forces them to move to new places where the fungus can then spread
0: more. Whoa. Um, it's uh, it's quite unsettling. So, yeah, so the parasite, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which of course reminds me of, um, for instance, uh, the body invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, story like that too, mm-hmm. which is although that's a little bit more, I think, intentional on the part of. I mean, those are actual beings. Yeah, those
1: are right? Right? that's right. Those are conscious entities trying to yeah. take over. Yeah, sentient um, parasites. But yeah, but it's yeah. but it's interesting to note that something like this happens in nature, right? With this cordyceps fungus um, that, uh, a parasite can sort of take over your body. And of course there's lots of parasites that, uh, influence your behavior, for instance, uh-huh. right. um, uh, toxoplasm- well, is- toxoplasmosis is a fairly commonly well known right. one because it's spread by cats.
0: Um, yes.
1: and that can, uh, influence your behavior too. So those are, um,
0: so there are things out there.
1: If we right. wanted to take advantage of those, right.
0: but pushing it further, as we do yeah. on the if, as we do, All right? Um, the thing is that the bot, the, the the true zombie mm-hmm. is dead. Yeah, the person dies, dead, 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 dead as dead, dead as can be, dead as a doornail, um, and then comes alive in kind of an animalistic, primitive. State yeah,
1: kind of atavistic thing, right? They're, they're gonna try to come eat us, or,
0: right? So the hardest barrier right there is the dead part.
1: Is the dead part
0: coming alive again?
1: Yeah, um, and it turns out that being dead is really inconvenient. It's a game. It wrecked. all sorts of plans um, <laughs> uh, because so like one of the things we have to worry about with our zombies um, is that they smell. Right, they're smelly. Um, and they're smelly oh, for the same reason all dead things are smelly, uh, which is that bacteria start eating you as soon as you're dead.
0: Oh, right. right. Oh, you know, and that interest right, okay. So and there is a key element of generally in almost all stories, and the walking dead is exceptionally good or disgusting at this <laughs> Depending the, on your the point, bodies, of you. the zombies are very, very decayed.
1: Yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, so this is the, one of the interesting things that w- we need to, to think about is that the, even if the body is animated in some way and starts moving around, um, it is still dead flesh and the bacteria will happily eat it and convert it into all kinds of nasty things, right? So when we, when we think about rotting and decay, the process we're thinking about is um, bacteria eating that organic matter.
0: So, is there any way that that energy, so and that is something that happens, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. dead yep. things they they decay and bacteria fill them, or or um, bugs and you know whatever. Um, what do you call uh, the the fly, uh, the eggs of the fly, larvae and
1: mm-hmm. larvae and maggots like, and such. Maggots, maggots, that's okay. right.
0: Um, is there any way that that energy could? reanimate the body.
1: Yeah, so if you think about microscopic structures um harnessing energy from organic material, um then you've got metabolism again. And then the oh. thing is alive, right? So if if you showed me a critter um that harnessed energy from organic matter in order to walk around, I would say that thing is alive. That's
0: right, that's and so the key definition, the key element would be that energy has to be organized. in some I mean, exactly, the reason right. that something rotting from, uh, you know, a, a a squirrel died and it's you know, now maggots and whatever, right? It's it it, it it even could look like it's moving or a little bit, but really,
1: no, because it's, a problem there, as you say, is that it's not organized. So it's every bacterium yeah. for itself. Um, so if yeah. each, if each bacterium gets a little bit of energy, um, from that rotting process, it just hoards it for itself and maybe it'll multiply, um, and pass it on. Um, but it doesn't cooperate with any of the other bacteria. So the big right. difference of, um, multicellular life is that they can cooperate. Um, and it's, uh, it seems likely that a lot of the substructures in our cells, like say the mitochondria. Uh, started off as independent bacteria just doing their own thing. And then the cells figured out how to hijack that energy process um, and uh, string things together uh, until now we have, um, you know, cat videos,
0: right? We're- That's right. right. And we are made up of all kinds of things that are acting for themselves. But what is the, the organizing mm-hmm. principle? Is it the DNA or?
1: That's. Um, That's a pretty profound question, actually, is what's the difference between a big pile of individual cells and a multicellular organism like you? Um, And so, I mean, this gets studied intensely, but this is sort of the question of the origin of life is how do how do cells organize themselves in a way that make larger critters? Um, so that's a deep question in, in theoretical biology. Um, right. that certainly right. has not been answered yet.
0: Right. But the, the DNA is some kind of instruction set.
1: Well, um, so DNA is inside the cell. Um, so DNA helps control. Yeah. D- DNA gives the plan to the larger scale organization. Um, right. how those cells figured out that they can cooperate in this interesting way is what's unclear.
0: So, yeah. So interesting. So zombies in a way. In beginning at death, so mm-hmm. let's say square zero, square one, um, is kind of uh, a question of how does life get organized?
1: Yep, that's right. And I think that's one of the interesting things about the, the zombie hypothesis uh, is that it, asks, it it forces you to ask some questions about, like, what does it mean to be alive? So if the zombie can metabolize energy and it can move from place to place seeking food, how is that different than what a badger does? And why would we want to call one of them alive and one of them dead? Um, And it turns out that these are fairly hazy definitions because sometimes people say things like, well, metabolism isn't enough. You have to be able to reproduce as well. So unless you have baby zombies, they don't count as alive. Now, will that make me feel any better when the zombie walks across the room and starts gnawing on
0: me? Probably not. (laughs) Um, but, okay, now, here's another key aspect of the zombie. It is the person who the zombie was. Well, is that person still there or not? And I think this is what the the non-zombies, the normal people who remain in these stories, especially The Walking Dead, again, is very good at this. They really struggle, some of them, struggle very much with, is this still the person I knew?
1: Right. Yes, um, because it you know, it looks like them, right? Just a little bit decayed um, right. and perhaps damaged by whatever killed them. Um, but typically, um, you can't communicate with a zombie. Um, I should, although I should say traditional Haitian zombies, you do give orders to um, so they can understand language, even if they don't communicate with you. I didn't know that. Um, do they but, become
0: members of the society? No, well, it's, they're like...
1: Um, They're slaves, essentially, right there. You you animate them to do labor for you. Um, And there is some sense that the consciousness survives that process, too. But then we get so like, but if it's like a Romero style zombie, um, you're not really communicating with them. All they say is brains. Uh, So they're not talking to you and you're not really talking to them. But you could imagine a kind of like locked in syndrome where the ego does survive But, uh, is no longer in control of the body, um, because the, the cordyceps fungus or whatever has taken over. Um, and that too turns out to be a, a kind of profound philosophical problem is how could you tell, uh, whether or not a zombie was conscious uh, and then, so that, then there's the question like, well, why do I think you're conscious? Um, and then we list, you know, the kinds of interactions we have with each other and you do things I don't expect and so on. Um, right. so I, I imagine that you have the same kind of consciousness that, that I have. Um, and you say, could I do that with a zombie? Um, and if I could, then that might be a good reason for thinking that they are still conscious and that person has survived.
0: Yeah. I talk to zombies. With my baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess actually, w- uh,
1: one movie that does explore this particular possibility is um, Shaun of the Dead. Yes.
0: Um, yes. In,
1: in, which, in which the zombies do try to do the things that they did while they were alive. So, if I remember yeah. right there, there's one zombie who kept looking for Chardonnay. He's like, Chardonnay, <laughs> Chardonnay. Um, Isn't there one that plays
0: video games?
1: Yeah, something like that, right? Um, yeah. So, that might be a. Um, a a sign that the consciousness survives in some form. Alternatively, um, you could then make the argument that, well, if a zombie can do that kind of stuff, what's the difference between the zombie playing video games and me playing video games? Uh, Maybe I'm not conscious either.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Actually, it shows how all these movies, they also really are using these zombies as a metaphor for some commentary of some kind. And um, here it's, yeah. Exactly. It's a little saying. I'm a very modern take on mm-hmm. being a zombie. Yeah. 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 That's right. Very good. Um so lastly, with people who dress as zombies, mm-hmm. I guess the word is uh don't hit them with baseball bats unless you're really sure they're a zombie.
1: Yeah, that's right. But as we've just been talking about, that turns out to be a fairly tricky uh evaluation yeah. to make. Um yeah. Uh, because uh, they'll your, your zombie should be able to do a bunch of things that might make it look alive. So I think what is probably safest is just to trap the zombie and conduct experiments on it.
0: <laughs> but a word of caution to those of you who choose the zombie as a costume each year, I'm sure there's a you know there's a there, there should be some warning on the package. That's
1: right be know. careful because you'll otherwise you'll end up like um, Bill Murray in Zombieland. Remember this bit? No. <laughs> so so uh, I think it's I think it's Zombie Land, isn't it? Uh-huh. Um with Woody Harrelson. Um where uh, Bill Murray playing himself dresses up like a zombie with makeup and everything, so the zombies don't attack him and he can scare people away from his house. Um, <laughs> but then, of course, they accidentally shoot him, and it's um, it's, it's a, he, has a, he has a wonderful monologue as he's dying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's wonderful, wonderful. So, yes, for more scientific advice, go any Bill Murray movie. By the way, any Bill can...
1: Murray. That's right. They're all they're all hyper accurate. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Z- what's it, uh, Captain Zizu Where? Or the, uh, life oh,
1: of the aquatic life of
0: yeah. yeah yeah think, yeah well, um, and of West. course
1: groundhog day is
0: a groundhog day actually yeah that is true science fiction mm-hmm. that it's bad um, also that comes from sort of cultural myths and things like that so fascinating um so uh trick-or-treating be careful trick-or-treating mm-hmm. is where the kids uh, and some adults although when the as it gets later in the evening and the adults start to show up, it gets—it's a little creepy. It gets a little creepy, yeah. At that point, uh, so um, be careful out there. And I think uh, on Monday, by the way, our, our show is uh, the other show in this lively feed is mm-hmm. uh, news where uh, Gabby Panesia, from a virologist from Rockefeller University, um, we look at uh, stories around the pandemic and how the pandemic is affecting our life. And Gabby gets us behind the scientific headlines and i think this week we're going to ask her talk a little bit about trick-or-treating safety
1: Mm -hmm. Um, sounds like a good plan
0: and so uh zombies just you know just beware uh and make sure if you are a zombie or human leave us a review it doesn't matter um Mm -hmm. you know as long as it's five stars five brains maybe if
1: if some fungal infection is forcing you to type reviews go for it (laughs) go for it
0: go for it and be verbose about it you know why not brains 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you know we're gonna get one of those that's right
0: that's right and uh, again a call out to all the zombies and those who love them um and those who hate them write in feedback at what the or go to our website what the and uh, you can listen to all our previous episodes and i do uh if you were interested in some of that black hole business we were talking mm-hmm. about before, um, go check out. our... our
1: yeah, go take a listen. Platform.
0: And actually, there are when you go to the homepage. By the way, there's uh, on the right side our tags, you know, subjects that we cover, and um, you can actually just look there and choose, oh, you know, a subject oh, black holes. Click that, and all the shows that relate to that subject will come up, and you can you can just go, go bananas. Yeah, and black but bananas in black holes. Yes. That's, 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 uh, Matt, anything you would like to plug? Uh, no,
1: nothing for a little bit.
0: All right, all right. I will plug uh, for those of us in the United States. Uh, just devote voting; it's always good. We'll give a shout out to all those. Choose wisely. We are a science program, so vote for science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever it yeah. means to you. Um, so, uh, do that. Get, I know a lot of the states you're allowed to vote early, which is fantastic, or you can do, we got absentee votes uh, that you can mail in. By the way, interesting thing about absentee votes is that you can mail it in and still go to the polls and vote. And they will, you don't get two votes. That'll automatically, you know, when you vote in person, it'll automatically discount the vote you sent in by mail, or they won't even bother to open it. But, um, mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing to do if you feel like you want to like A lot of people are going to or go in person, should they not? Because you get the results faster. Um, uh, you can do an absentee vote, uh, absentee vote and then plan on going to vote that day, which I would like to do. But if something comes up, you know, go. You vote. Do you, what, what have you guys been doing? Do you, uh, what is your plan?
1: Um, I will. So my polling place is um, literally 100 feet from my building. Um, oh, nice. So I will go on Election Day. And, um get my little
0: sticker. excellent you, so you t- you're just gonna be living in like an energy of democracy
1: um uh, yeah for better or worse
0: yeah
1: and if you're if you're a necromancer and you animate a zombie be aware that zombies cannot vote um, because contrary
0: to the- <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: because their age is measured from the moment of reanimation um, <laughs> so you have to wait 18 years
0: yeah but you know if like in shawn of the dead you've managed to keep a zombie perhaps as a pet
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: and they've lived that long then uh, but you got to register so yeah in which you case go. go for it yeah mm-hmm. yeah get your zombie i know that both parties will gladly take the vote <laughs> that's right <laughs> the long tradition any zombies and any multicellular creature no, they're good <laughs> it's a long tradition so Thank you. We hope all of you were well. Do write in. Tell us how you're doing. Share us your ideas for future shows, future ifs. You become a super ifer, um, And uh, if we choose your idea and run with it, so do that. Leave us a review. Thank you all for listening. And you know, if you've listened a long time, you know, like zombies, we have a ritual we repeat mindlessly or mindfully <laughs> in when which we, go. we we we. The, I'm sorry, we got to imagine the ifs are coming like a flock of zombies They're to every if to kill you don't get bitten by the ifs but when we imagine being bitten by the ifs that will bite us next week we cannot help but scream in horror what ifs 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 here? <laughs>